Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Chris James. I'm Chris James. And I'm Elizabeth Talbot. So, Elizabeth, I understand that you have a master's in organizational behavior. Yes. Is that a big word? <laughs> organizational well, behavior? Most people don't know what that is. Yeah. It's like corporate psychology. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah that's, that, that was my previous yeah. profession before right. I became a minister. So, yeah. how is that important to today's topic? Well, uh, actually, I learned a lot of things. And uh, one of the things was that I didn't know what EQ was. Uh-huh. Do you know what EQ is? Emotional quotient. So you didn't need, even you didn't need to go to school. <laughs> well, I don't remember where I heard it, but it was in one of those, you know, tests that you got to take oh, and something. Well, I, I, don't I, I did when, this but. master a long time ago, um, this master's. And, and, you know, at that time, everybody was looking for people that had I, a high, high IQ, IQ, you yeah. know, so that they're very intelligent. Quotient. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when I got there, everybody was talking about EQ and mm-hmm. they were saying that the corporations now are, are looking for people that have high EQ and yeah. I didn't know what, Guys what it was. Guys that movies and stuff? Or? No, I mean, just in general. <laughs> <laughs> you're funny. Just in general. And I, and I didn't know what it was. And they explained to me that this is the emotional quotient. Is yeah. that how you mm-hmm. say it? Uh, and it has to do with, because sometimes they had very smart people doing very not smart things with customers or whatever because right. they couldn't relate to people because they were not emotionally yeah. intelligent. Sure. They yeah. were just intelligent, but Usually not emotionally. high IQ guys are lacking in EQ. Yeah. Well, uh, you're a techie guy that has actually great emotional intelligence, so I have to give you that. Well, thank you. <laughs> I can maybe fool it on one of the ends then, huh? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Either no, it's the IQ or the EQ. Yeah, I can there tell you go. which. There you go. <laughs> no, what happens is uh, emotional intelligence is very important because it helps uh, customer relations and a lot of other things, right. you know? And when I uh, look at the disciples, some of them were so low on, emo- on emotional intelligence. Yeah. You know, like Peter, for mm-hmm. example, who we're studying today. Yeah. He had yeah. such a big mouth. You know, he, he was always talking. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. if he had all the answers, he, he'd go th- yeah. telling Jesus he, what to do. Mm-hmm. You know? He knew it all. And then he, and he didn't like it when people, like, you know, yeah, weren't <laughs> doing what he wanted them to do. Exactly. And, you know, yep. it is, if, if Jesus had a question, he had the answer. Yeah. You know, Obviously, he was kind of like the leader and the spokesman. We mm-hmm. know that because, like we said yesterday, he was first in all, all the lists. Yeah. All the lists of, of the, the disciples. disciples. We have four yeah. lists, and, and he's first in all four lists. And and I one of the good questions I think we have today that we're going to try to answer is how does God shape a leader? I mean, if you have a big mouth leader yeah. like Peter, mm-hmm. how does God shape you? You know? Yeah. You. We, I I, th- I think. Uh, you know, not to ruin the whole thing, but I think it comes down to being broken. I think that, you know, every good leader has to be broken. Oh, I, I love that. You know, I, I have this statement that I always use it that many other people have used before me, wounded healers. Mm-hmm. And I think pain does does something to you and it kind of yeah. humbles you mm-hmm. so that when you open your mouth, it will be to give credit to God and not to yeah. say, hey, look mm-hmm. at me. Um, well, we're going to study about Peter today, and, and we're doing this series on radical discipleship where ordinary people accept Except extraordinary grace. Oh, I love that. So, yeah. let's see how Peter eventually accepted extraordinary grace, because I think he, he thought he didn't need much grace. But um, we know some things about Peter that we're going to share with our audience today and that are very interesting. You want to start with one? 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, Simon Peter was actually his name, right? Well, yeah. And Simon. Jesus, Jesus gave him the name Peter. Yes, he gave him a nickname. You have yeah. a nickname? Uh, well, probably none that I could share on air. My dad <laughs> called me all kind of weird things, but yeah, not not that I'm gonna really share. Yeah. Okay. Well, my nickname is Lisi. Yeah. That's what my family uh, calls me. Yeah. Uh, my name is Elizabeth, obviously, but yeah. uh, that's my nickname. I did I didn't know for a long time that Jesus actually decided to tell Simon, okay, I'm gonna give you a nickname. Yeah. And your nickname is gonna be. Peter, Peter, which was yeah. Petros, mm. which meant rock. It was mm-hmm. almost like he called him what he was not. Yeah. You know, it's like you are yeah. going up and down in your emotions. I'm going to call you a rock. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of funny because because he Jesus would use that um, when he called him he, uh, to rebuke him. He would use his old, old name, name, Simon. Yeah. And when uh, he commended him, he yeah. <laughs> talked about yeah. Peter. Well, that's like, you know, when your parents use their your full name, like you knew you were in trouble. Instead of calling me Chris, it was always like, Christopher Dean James, get over here right now. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, the whole yeah. thing. The yeah. whole thing. Yeah. So you're Jesus in trouble. rebuked uh, <laughs> yes, uh, Peter with, with Simon. And uh, we know that he was married. Uh, he's the only t- disciple that we know that he was married. Yeah. And Others may have been, but we don't know that yeah, for sure. Exactly. So yeah. those of you that are interested, you can go to First Corinthians nine mm-hmm. five and and see that it talks about Peter being um, married, yeah. but um, he, we actually have a bunch of of names for Peter. So his name originally was Simon. Mm-hmm. Then Jesus gave him the nickname Peter, Peter. which meant yeah. rock. Mm-hmm. But then he had an Ar- Aramaic name as well that uh, it shows up in the yes, in some of the in gospels. Some of the gospels, yeah. And that is, you know, what that is. Cephas? Yes, I don't know how yes. to pronounce it yes. that way. But, Cephas, yes. Yeah. And so we have all those names, and it's always the same person. Mm-hmm. And um, he, we know he lived in Bethsaida. That was his... Uh, yeah, uh, the you nice know, Beth- Spanish way of saying it. <laughs> Bethsaida. Actually, no. Yeah. It's, it's no? The, it's the right oh, way to say it. See, all of, us, all of us Americans, you know, just well, Bethsaida. Yeah, you know, well, all these horrible accents it. that we have. We just slaughter all Yeah, the because names. this actually is, a, is, is, it means, Beth means uh, house. Yeah. So, like, Bethlehem means okay. house yeah, of house, bread. Yeah. So, Bethsaida, <laughs> it means house of fish. Oh, which is perfect why? because he go. lived he's there. He's a fisherman. Exactly. Yeah. And he owned a boat. Mm-hmm. He owned a house. So he's pretty well to do as far as we know. Yeah. A man of action, but also also with his foot in his <laughs> mouth yeah. all the time. Almost mm-hmm. like me, huh? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. Because <laughs> yeah, work for us, so you can't say anything. But he was very opinionated. His rush judgment. Yeah. Still like me? No. Not, not really. I, I, no, I'm grown, not, you know? I'm no. a little older yeah. now. So. There, there's times, but there's, no, you're you're good. You're all good. <laughs> I love the way that Chris rebukes me when I'm too strong with somebody. He goes, we just have different styles. I, I, I love that. I, I, you then, caught on. That's Shoot, very I nice. Gotta, I got to change it now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, but he was a born leader. He had certain qualities that... that are, are great qualities, even though he was an ordinary man, God said, I'm going to take this ordinary man and shape him as a leader. Yeah. And you see him Absolutely. inquisitive. You know, mm-hmm. he, he asks questions. Because what, what I love is that God not only takes the things that are like sometimes our worst attributes, mm-hmm. but he turns them into our best. Mm. Right? Because it, if Peter was this quiet, shy guy, uh-huh. he wouldn't have done so well about getting leading, out there and yeah. leading and preaching the gospel. Yeah, that's So he took what 
was one of his biggest weaknesses and turn it into one of his biggest That's strengths. That's awesome. You know, he did the same thing with Paul. Yeah. You know, Paul had said, said such zeal that he mm. would go to Damascus on a horse yes. and, 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 uh-huh. and then Jesus knocked him off his horse and yeah. uh, but still used the zeal. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes mm-hmm. God redirects. Yes, absolutely. And, and uh, I love the fact that he was uh, inquisitive and in, he had this initiative and he always wanted to be involved. Uh, Peter's mm. one of those people that says, okay, I want to walk on water. I want to yeah. do this. I want to do that. Call absolutely. me. Absolutely. If that's yeah. you, uh, yeah, hey, yeah, I'm yeah, there, God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's the one that throws himself in the water he swims he he defends jesus with a sword i mean Uh he is in the middle of the action yeah and he wants to participate Mm -hmm. you know he doesn't want to be a onlooker or whatever you call yeah but jesus had to shape his peter's eq because he had a lot of self-trust and was not really humble Mm -hmm. and we're going to have um one of the most touching stories in all of the gospels in mark so mark 14 is where um we have the Lord's Supper or, or the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. And uh, perhaps we should remind our listeners that it is believed that the Gospel of Mark is Peter's versions of, of the Gospel that he told mm-hmm. John Mark because yeah. he used to travel with him in the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. And so, why don't we start reading uh, perhaps um, verse 27. After they had the bread and the wine, Jesus said something to Yeah, him. Jesus says, you will all fall away. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. This is the craziest thing. Jesus takes the covenant, takes the blood, uh, uh, you know, the wine that symbolizes the the blood Mm -hmm. and the bread. And he says, I'm going to make a covenant with you. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to be in the kingdom together. And this is my blood. And then he says, you will all abandon me tonight. Yeah. I mean, what kind of a God is this that makes a covenant with failing people? Uh-huh. He just made a covenant and says, by the yeah. way, you're by all leaving. Yeah. yeah, you're all going to fall away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, he says, mm-hmm. I love God's spots, as I said yesterday. Yeah. After I have been raised, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Mm. And then Peter opens his big <laughs> mouth. Yep. Peter declared, even if all fall away. I will not. Yes. Jesus, do you <laughs> not know my me. name? Here's my I'm business Peter. card. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, Peter. Continue. And Jesus said to him, I tell you the truth. Today, yes, tonight, before the rooster crows twice, you yourself will disown me three times. But Peter insisted emphatically, (laughs) even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the others said the same. Yeah, they're they're all in denial. And Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about the river in Egypt. Denial. I'm talking about just being in denial. Because, you know, Peter's like, I'm strong. I'm a disciple. I've been with Jesus three years. I will never abandon you. Are you crazy, Jesus? Mm -hmm. And notice he's the leader. He's the leader. All, all, all say, oh, yeah, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're following Peter. No, 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 we wouldn't do yeah, that. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And this is why I love, you know, see, Mark is the one that shows Peter in the worst light of all the Gospels. Yeah. That's why it's one of the reasons why we believe it was Peter's version right. of the Gospel. Because most people are always hardest on themselves. Yes. And so <laughs> it's almost like Peter is saying to Mark, you're not going to believe what I said. And Peter, yeah. uh, Mark is going, like, go on. I'm writing go this on. Down. Yeah, this is good stuff here. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So uh, Peter will fail terribly, so terribly that we're not even done with chapter 14. Yeah. And he has denied Jesus Mm. and he is weeping. Why don't you read the last verse of chapter 14 of Mark, verse 72. This is a long chapter. Verse 72. Verse 72. Immediately the rooster crowed the second time. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows twice, you will disown me three times. 
and he broke down and wept. Yeah, it's almost impossible to to picture Peter crying, weeping in this way, because he has actually failed Jesus. And and as the, as the, as the gospel goes on, he does not appear until later. Mm. in the narrative because Peter has failed. He has yeah. failed as a leader. He has failed, uh, failed as a spokesman. He well, has he's put failed a, as a friend. Wow, that's a great point. That, that's the worst failure. Yeah, that's right. why, you know, he can all of a sudden break down weeping. Yes. Because it wasn't like it was just like, oh, I failed at my job. Yeah. Ah, uh, you know, I felt that this is oh, that. This was point. something that was personal. That yeah. was like, no, this was my friend who I just failed. I just failed. Wow, I love that point. And this is why... Mark's uh, version of the resurrection is so amazing. Then it's not found anywhere else in the Gospels. This is in Mark 16, verse yes. 6 and 7, when you know they, they go to the tomb on resurrection mm-hmm. morning, and there's an angel there, and, and, and they says, don't, don't be amazed that he, he's yeah. not here. You're looking for Jesus, mm-hmm. says verse 6, the Nazarene. He has been crucified. He has risen. He's now here. Here's the place where they laid, laid him, him, and then yeah. he says something that is amazing, verse 7. But go, tell his disciples, and... Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. And Peter. Did you catch those two words? Absolutely. The, I mean, I, 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 it's like the angel comes out and says, okay, mm-hmm. Jesus is the angel. Don't forget to mention Peter because Peter yes. has failed so miserably yes. that he's not going to show up unless mm-hmm. you say his name. Mm-hmm. So tell the disciples and, and Peter. Peter that I'm going to see them because yes. my grace is sufficient mm. even for him. Yeah. Let him know I've forgiven him. Yes. You know? and, and this is so amazing. I have called this the gospel in two words and I became convinced that on that morning he, he called my name uh, too. So the, the elder disciples and Elizabeth and, yeah. and Chris mm-hmm. that he will see you face to face. Yeah. This is where Peter got humbled for good. I mean, you can mm-hmm. later on read his letters like 1 Peter 5, 6, humble yourself under God's mighty hand and in due time mm-hmm. he will exalt you. He learned humility. His, yes. his mouth was closed mm-hmm. forever. And he only yeah. opened it to talk about the forgiveness, the patience and the grace of God. Absolutely. I mean, this, this is a real disciple here. Mm. One who yes. knows that they don't One qualify. One who knows failure. Exactly. If you know that you don't qualify, mm-hmm. God says exactly. exactly. That's what yep. you need to know. Because the kingdom of God is not for those who think they don't need a doctor. Mm. It's for those who know they have failed, that they're sinners, and that they need a Savior, an extraordinary Savior. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus101institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus101media. Until next time, live free.